Welcome to Squawk 5353, your private pilot podcast, episode 26. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, a private pilot sharing my tips and tricks to make the skies a safer place. Today's episode marks the six-month anniversary of this podcast. So with that, we'll be looking at some of the stats from the podcast, in addition to a recap of the past six months. Finally, we talk quite often about different rules and regulations you need to know as a private pilot. But today, I'm going to take a deeper look into what the top 10 most important federal airmen's regulations are. Stay tuned for all this and more in Squawk 5353. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to invite you to consider donating to my Patreon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a way for you to financially support the show. This show has taken a lot of time over the past six months to research, record, edit, and produce. It would mean the world to me if you went over to my Patreon and supported the show. A link to my Patreon can be found in the show notes. And now to today's episode. Over the past six months, this podcast has said just short of 3,000 listens and has an estimated weekly audience of about 70 people. The majority of the listeners use Spotify, with Apple Podcasts coming in over 30 percentage points behind. 80% of my listeners come from the United States, and my top performing episode is Episode 2, Air Traffic Control and Airspace. This podcast truly has been a joy over this past six months to help me become a better pilot, along with all of you listeners. I'm so grateful to have been able to share what I have learned so far in my private pilot and instrument pilot training with all of you in order to make the skies a safer place. Aviation holds a place deep in my heart and I love sharing my passion with others. Although sometimes after a long day, recording seems like a chore or editing seems to be the most boring thing in the world, I always find enjoyment sharing what I know about aviation with the hopes that I may one day inspire a future pilot. Again, thank you to all who support the show, whether it be through your listenership, your feedback, or your positive reviews. It helps to encourage me to keep going. And now 10 rules or regulations you should know, the most important FARs for private pilots. There is an original article by AOPA published on June 5th of 1999 by Joel Stoller, I've taken this list, updated it, and added some creative liberties to it in order to make it more fitting to the modern pilot. Flying is a heavily regulated activity, and rightfully so. Innocent people on the ground and in the air depend on you to act responsibly every time you fly. Lives are at stake, including yours, along the way to completing a flight safety, and therefore some basic rules are needed. Aviation rules and regulations have multiplied over the years, and today numbers are in the thousands. Most pilots today are familiar with Parts 91 and Part 61 of the Federal Aviation Regulations, or the FARs. These two parts alone contain more than 200 sections, and within each section may be a dozen or more subparts. What FARs do we really need to know to fly safely and legally, day in and day out? Well, all of them. But here's a comprehensive list of the top 10 rules that you can place in your hip pocket and review quickly on a regular basis. 
Number 10 is FAR 61.23 Medical Certificates Requirement and Duration. 61.23 states that a person must hold at least a third class medical certificate while exercising the privileges of private pilot certificate. 61.23 also talks about duration of the medical. Back in the 1990s, third class medicals were only good for three years. However, if you are under the age of 40 now, third class medicals are good for 60 calendar months or five years. Regulation number nine is FAR 61.56 or the flight review. What 61.56 says is that as a private pilot, you need to perform a flight review every two years and the instructor who conducts the review must endorse your logbook. A good pilot is always learning and a flight review is the golden opportunity to put your skills to the test without the pressure of a flight test environment. During your flight review, you will no doubt learn some new things and increase your overall confidence level as a pilot. In 8th place is FAR 91.205, Powered Civil Aircraft Equipment Requirements. This is where the information for the acronyms Tomato of Flames, Flaps, and Grab Card come from. This regulation helps define whether an aircraft is airworthy or not. You should note that for night flight, you need all the minimum equipment required for day flight in addition to those required for night flight. Make sure that all of the required instruments are working properly. Flying at 5,500 feet MSL is not the time or place to wonder why your magnetic direction indicator says you are traveling west when you are really going south. In 7th place is FAR 91.203, Civil Aircraft, Certifications Required. In FAR 91.203, we develop the acronym AERO. Number 6 is FAR 61.57, Recent Flight Experience, Pilot in Command. This FAR covers the fundamental requirements encountered on every flight, as no flight can begin or end successfully without a good takeoff and landing. The regulation is designed to keep pilots and their passengers safe in these two most demanding segments of flight. It is worth noting that the required landings for daytime flight with passengers may be touch and goes unless you're flying a tail trigger, in which case you must make full stop landings. Good takeoffs and landings are the result of training, practice, and experience. The more you do, the better you will get at it. Go out and practice takeoffs and landings regularly and do more than the minimum required. Take an instructor with you on occasion who can help identify and correct any bad habits you've developed. Number 5 is FAR 91.155, Basic VFR Weather Minimum. I find myself referencing this FAR more than any other regulation. It is of the utmost use and importance on a daily basis especially for those of us without an instrument rating. The memory queue, 32 and a fifth, may help for some airspace, but does not cover all types of airspace. In fourth place is FAR 91.119, Minimum Safe Altitudes. This FAR will keep you out of harm's way in more ways than one. Don't risk flying into an obstruction. Be sure to review your low altitude chart before every flight to familiarize yourself with tall structures or TV and radio antennas. Check NOTAMs for cranes operating in the vicinity of airports, and just because the FAR doesn't designate a minimum altitude over open water, doesn't mean you should see how low you can fly. Number 3 is FAR 91.103, Pre-Flight Action. This FAR can be used as a part of a pre-flight briefing checklist before departure as it relates to many flight planning safety items. 
take it one step further by always having a good backup plan just in case your flight cannot be completed as planned. The regulation reads, Each pilot in command shall, before beginning a flight, become familiar with all the available information concerning that flight. This information must include a. For a flight not in the vicinity of an airport, weather reports and forecasts, fuel requirements, alternates available if flight plan cannot be completed. For any flight, runway lengths at airports of intended use, reliable information appropriate to the aircraft relating to aircraft performance, under expected values of airport elevation, runway slope, aircraft gross weight, and wind and temperature. Coming in at second place is fuel requirements for flight in VFR conditions. At first glance, you might think that this is an obvious rule. Always have enough fuel to get there and some to spare. Yet pilots still manage to run out of gas for a variety of reasons, including unexpected wind, improper pre-flight precautions, or defective fuel gauges. If you can take on additional fuel and still be within your airplane's weight and balance limits, do it. The most useless fuel is the fuel left behind in the truck when you had space for it in the airplane. This regulation reads, No person may begin a flight in an airplane under VFR conditions unless, considering wind and forecast weather conditions, there is enough fuel to fly to the first point of intended landing and, assuming normal cruising speed, you must have 30 minutes left reserve if it's during the day or 45 minutes if flying at night. Last but not least is the most important FAR for a private pilot, FAR 91.3, Responsibility and Authority of the Pilot in Command. It reads, The pilot in command of an aircraft is directly responsible for and is the final authority as to the operation of the aircraft. In an in-flight emergency requiring immediate action, the pilot in command may deviate from any rule in this part to the extent required to meet that emergency. This regulation is by far the most valuable regulation around. Remember that the ultimate responsibility rests solely on the pilot in command. This regulation even allows you to deviate from all others in Part 91 to meet the requirements of an emergency. But that's because the burden of responsibility for safe flight rests squarely on your shoulders as the pilot. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, the private pilot podcast. It truly has been a joy over these past six months sharing what I've learned in aviation with all of you. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, please consider donating to my Patreon. For the link to the article referenced in today's show, a link with all the resources used in today's show can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe. Subscribing is a free and easy way for you to support this podcast. Make sure to share this episode with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And finally, if your podcast listening platform allows you to, please consider leaving a review. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, and let's make the skies a safer place. Thank you.